Visit licentureexams.com and try our samples completely free of charge. Welcome everyone to today's episode where we'll be more than scratching the surface into excoriation disorder. I'm Stacy, And I'm Linton and we're glad you could join us today. So to start, excoriation disorder is characterized by repetitive and compulsive picking of the skin leading to skin lesions and anxiety. To start, excoriation disorder is characterized by repetitive and compulsive picking of the skin, leading to skin lesions and anxiety. It's officially classified as an obsessive compulsive disorder in the DSM-5-TR. That's right, Stacy. Let's break down the diagnostic criteria step-by-step on the criteria of the DSM-5-TR. First, the client has to show recurrent skin picking that results in skin lesions. This skin picking can't be attributed to any other medical condition or mental disorders. Ah, Linton, looks like you finally broke down and purchased the DSM-5-TR rather than that ratty DSM-4 you've been carrying around. Well, you know, I finally paid off my student loans and I had some extra (laughs) cash laying around, so I took the big plunge. Mm, Well, good thing you did, Linton, because the licensure exam is based on the DSM-5-TR, period. End of story. So if you're using the DSM-5, chances are you might lose a few points because of the changes and additions of new diagnoses to the DSM-5-TR. Okay, okay, okay. I get it. I get it. (laughs) All right. It's about time. Back to excoriation disorder. All right. So according to the DSM-5-TR... Skin picking has to cause clinically significant distress or impairment in relational, occupational, social, or educational functioning. And there's that Rose memory device for types of functioning that you created back in the day, Linton. Mm. It sure comes in handy to remember the areas of functioning. Additionally, excoriation disorder can't be better explained by symptoms of another mental disorder like delusions or hallucinations, for example. Right. So let's say that you're working on a case study and the client has eczema and their skin picking is causing them significant distress and impairment. They're missing work because of it. Would the excoriation specifier be low, medium, or severe, Stacy? Which one? You are a trickster, Linton. First... <laughs> We don't even know if the client actually has excoriation disorder or if it's really a result from their medical condition of eczema. And second, even if they do have excoriation disorder, there aren't any specifiers for that disorder. (laughs) You are just so incorrigible. Well, you can't blame a guy from trying. (laughs) So moving along, since we've already established that there are no specifiers, thank you very much, Linton. Let's talk about symptom duration. For most mental disorders, the length of time that the client exhibits symptoms is often a key factor that helps you to differentiate between disorders. However, there's no minimum duration for excoriation disorder. And that's why these two criterion, recurrent skin picking resulting in skin lesions and causes significant distress or impairment in functioning, are so important with this disorder. Skin picking is not considered a disorder unless it's happening often and it's severe enough to cause distress. Exactly. Many people, including myself, pick at their skin occasionally, but excoriation disorder, it's happening over and over, frequently and persistently. 
Let's mm -hmm. go down a rabbit hole here and dig into this, the type of development and course of a excoriation disorder. Okay, I'm a bunny hop, skip, and a jump ahead of you, Lenten. Uh -huh. So onset is often during early adolescence, around ages 11 to 15. And this is a time when individuals are more prone to having body-focused repetitive behaviors. And many clients report that their skin picking really started with a dermatological condition that developed during their adolescence, sometimes something like acne, for example. And you would imagine that skin picking behaviors often increase during periods of increased stress. The client can also experience temporary remission of symptoms when those stressors uh, decrease. Mm -hmm. The majority of clients with excoriation skin picking disorder experience waxing and waning of symptoms and continued psychosocial impairment over the course of their entire lives. Mm -hmm. Excoriation disorders often characterized by antecedent physiological sensations that precede the act of skin picking. And clients frequently report feelings of tension, pruritus, which is the fancy medical term for itchiness, uh, or other somatic discomfort before engaging in skin picking behaviors. And their skin picking may provide temporary relief from itchy skin and reinforce their behavior through negative reinforcement. Okay, so all you therapists out there, be on the outlook for clients with skin lesions and scarring. Sometimes it's going to be a little tricky to know about that because the client will try to camouflage them by using long sleeves or bandages. Adult clients often focus their picking on specific body regions like the face, extremities, or scalps. Mm -hmm. And another red flag to watch out for is ritualistic behaviors, which frequently co-occur as well. And these could include frequently checking mirrors, utilizing tools like tweezers to pick the skin, or even saving scabs. Uh, many clients engage in skin picking while in front of brightly lit mirrors to better visualize what they perceive as flaws. Wow, good point. While shaming and secrecy often lead clients to pick skins in isolation, except for immediate family members, there's actually an active Facebook support group that has over 10,000 members. So you see, it's not just a minor number of individuals that are dealing with this problem. Mm -hmm. So Linton, how about some common comorbidities that are associated with excoriation disorder? Sure. Excoriation disorder demonstrates clinical overlap with other body-focused repetitive behaviors like trichotoa mania. Don't you like saying that? Mm, say that 10 times fast. <laughs> right. Which is characterized by compulsive hair pulling. And usually up to 30% of excoriation clients also struggle with trichotoa mania. Yeah. And there are also high rates of comorbidity with anxiety disorders, depression, OCD, and body dysmorphic disorder. And clients with body dysmorphic disorder obsess over perceived flaws in appearance, which can actually fuel those skin picking behaviors. Comorbid substance use disorders are common in clients with excoriation disorder and may exacerbate skin picking behaviors. Mm -hmm. Associations between excoriation disorder and personality traits, such as an underlying grasping for perfectionism, which may mm -hmm. underlying fixations on minor skin imperfections that trigger picking behaviors are also a consideration. 
Mm -hmm. Assessment of substance use and related traits is indicated given the frequency of these comorbidities. Personality disorders that commonly exhibit perfectionistic traits will include obsessive-compulsive personality disorder. The key diagnostic feature is perfectionism, rigid adherence to rules and preoccupation with orderliness and control. Clients have unrealistically high standards and become distressed if they are unable to maintain them. Didn't you have a story about that, Stacy? Uh, like, obsessive compulsive personality disorder. Oh, yes. This would be my my beloved German grandmother. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, she she really had a very I'll call it a rigid adherence to to rules and structure and so much so, you know, where you would use the sink or use the shower or something. And she would go in right afterwards and wipe everything down so that there weren't any water droplets there. So she was really preoccupied with high sense of orderliness and control for sure. Mm -hmm. So someone with that type of personality is also really susceptible to excoriation. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Narcissistic personality disorder is another one. People with narcissistic personality disorder have a need to seem as perfect and the best at doing everything. Mm -hmm. Their sense of self-importance depends on being superior and flawless. Avoidant personality disorder. Those with avoidant personality disorder frequently feel inadequate and have sensitivity to criticism. Their perfectionism stems from fear of disapproval and rejection. Mm -hmm. Schizotypal personality disorder can have obsession or paranoid personality traits reflected in rigid patterns of thinking and behavior aimed at reducing imperfections. Mm -hmm. Dependent personality disorder, perfectionistic traits are used as an effort to gain approval. And finally, borderline personality disorder. Perfectionism may emerge as an overcompensating behavior to deal with chronic feelings of emptiness and ineffectiveness and avoidance of what, Stacy? Mm, abandonment. Well, yes, that was an excellent overview of how those personality disorders can also kind of have that shared link of, you know, perfectionistic tendencies. And you could see the skin picking behaviors involved there. So if you have a question on the exam as to what evidence-based treatment approaches are effective for treating excoriation disorder, what would you consider, Linton? You guessed it, Stacy. your favorite cognitive behavioral therapy. <laughs> He says sarcastically. <laughs> CBT is the most common treatment for excoriation disorder. With CBT, you, as a therapist, focus on challenging the client's perfectionistic thinking. Mm -hmm. And how about habit reversal training? I've heard of that in the context of treating repetitive behaviors. Right. Habit reversal training is a key component of CBT that's used to treat excoriation disorder. This is where the client learns to recognize picking triggers and uses competing responses, which are behaviors that make it impossible to engage in that unwanted habit, like clenching fists to interrupt the picking response. By mm -hmm. having the individual practice these incompatible behaviors whenever the urge arises, the unwanted picking habit can be effectively interrupted. Over time, consistently using competing responses allows the new desirable behavior to take hold, 
breaking the habitual cycle. Mm -hmm. Any other interventions in that CBT category, Linton? Yes, there are. Stimulus control is another strategy that can be effective. This involves modifying the client's environment to remove triggers and make picking more difficult, like limiting access to tools or mirrors. Mm -hmm. And exposure and response prevention, when you gradually expose the client to picking triggers while preventing picking responses to reduce anxiety. Okay, so CBT is the frontline treatment, including habit reversal training, stimulus control, and exposure and response prevention. You got it, Stacy. Okay. Yes. And then there's acceptance and commitment therapy informed exposure. Uh, and this is another approach that can help with skin picking. ACT focuses on accepting uncomfortable internal experiences, like urges to pick in the case of excoriation disorder, without judging them or acting on them. And this is different than trying to resist or get rid of these urges, which can actually make them stronger. In exposure therapy from an ACT perspective, the individual intentionally brings on urges to pick while practicing mindfulness and acceptance of those urges without acting on them. And the overall goal is to experience and observe the urge without reacting to it. This builds tolerance and acceptance of the urge is a temporary state that will pass rather than something that needs to be acted on right away. For medication, selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors or SSRIs like fluoroxetine mm -hmm. are commonly prescribed to help manage underlying anxiety and depression, but medication should always be combined with therapy for the best results. Exactly. And as it kind of goes without saying, but we'll say here just to make sure we're on the same page, that as a therapist, it's outside of your scope medication recommendation. So you'll always refer to a psychiatrist for that. Mm -hmm. So a comprehensive treatment plan also addresses any comorbid conditions contributing to skin picking, like obsessive compulsive disorder rituals or body dysmorphic obsessions. It's also key to watch for secondary infections that may develop and provide referrals to dermatologists as needed. Absolutely. Improving body image and self-esteem can reduce picking behaviors. Support groups can provide validation and accountability. And using a caring, a non-judgmental approach, such as... Person-centered therapy by our friend Carl Rogers. Is critical because... Of the shame that many people feel around excoriation disorder. Right, right. And you need to validate how distressing yet hard to control compulsive skin picking can be. Great point. Well, we have covered a lot of ground today about the complexity of excoriation disorder. Thank you all so much for joining us today. We hope you found this overview very helpful and we'll put it to good use on your exam. So while you're here, you might want to reach out to us about any other topics you'd like to cover in the future episodes. And remember, it's, it's in, in there. there.